Welcome to our online addition to Question and Response, or Q&R. This is because our church tries to value questions and those who ask them, and we do this after every service, more or less, on a Sunday morning because we want to give an opportunity for people to text in questions anonymously. Let's process these questions. Let's deal with these questions. And uh, myself, somebody from the pastoral team, or often we have panel discussions where we try to work through them. Now, in this online edition, what we're trying to do in this series is work through some of the more frequently asked questions that people have that might be keys to understanding what Christianity is and who Jesus is and what he's all about. Now, this is for, we're designing this for people who consider themselves Christians, but also for people who do not consider themselves Christians. So we invite you to participate with us, join us in these conversations, send in more questions if you have them as well. Now for today's episode, let's get ready. Hello and welcome to today's installment of our new online Q&R series that we are working through on our YouTube channel and our podcast. Today I'm joined by our new pastor at Redeemer Lincoln Square, Bruce O'Neill. He's been here for a couple months. Bruce, hello. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks, Mike. Bruce, I know that you uh, told me when you first got here that you're on a mission to find the best cheesecake, the best banana pudding. Has that been happening? Has, have you found it? I've been looking, and I can tell you that the best banana pudding is at Magnolia Bakery. Well, we all, but come on, we all know that that's the well, best. All one. I know is the people downstairs knew it. Yeah, that's and the, so it was perfect. Cheesecake? Cheesecake's a little harder. Okay. I, I have a scale that I one to 10 that I rate. And so I'm still looking. <laughs> you have a scale. Is this, do you have like a, do you have a binder somewhere? Are you keeping track? Are you going to get picked up as a professional cheesecake I'm taster? I'm hoping the New York times picks it up and wants to use it. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I, let's don't quit your day job for a couple of reasons. I want you to stay working with us here at Redeemer Lincoln square. Listen, we're, we're working through different questions that uh, we think that people have that are, that they're asking. One question is how do we know God exists? It's I think we picked this question because it's one of the biggest questions. It's, you know, 30,000 feet overview. Do you think this is the question that people are asking right now? How can we know God exists? I, I do think people are asking this question. Is it the most important question? We can debate that. But I right. do think a lot of people are asking the question, particularly in academia, and then broader in the society as we question everything, where do you start? How do we know that God exists? Yeah, I mean, I think I looked at the surveys recently, and in, in America, I think over 70 to 80% of people still say on, on surveys they believe in God's existence. I think practically when you ask them about like what that looks like, you know, the percentages drop very quickly. So I, I still think it's, it's worth considering, not just because if you look at the trends and directions that, you know, people are asking this question more and more and more, but I think we're, we're asking bigger questions now, like how do I know what I know, and, and right. how can I... What can I prove? That's why this word, you know, how can I know, keyword know, is an important one. Because to deal with this question well, we're going to need to first point out that when we talk about proof, um, most people are talking about scientifically. And science can only prove something if it's repeatable in nature. God, by definition, is outside of nature. And therefore, you're not going to be able to prove. You're also not going to be able to disprove in sort of the scientific way. That doesn't mean that you can't know something though and i think there's probably two main ways uh that we can know things one way or the other is that is that where you would go or is what would you say yeah and and i think people are really asking the question can i reasonably know Mm. not can i know with absolute certainty because we can 
absolutely certainly not be able to prove the existence of God or disprove mm-hmm. with absolute certainty, but we can with reasonable certainty, which presumes that we have reasons. Okay, and so what's the relation between reason and faith then, like as far as, um, you know, what, what I believe or what, I mean, if we can't prove something, there's some level of faith that's well, being played out here. Define faith. Faith, faith mm-hmm. really is what we trust in. Where, where do we place our trust to the level that we're living in light of that? See, right. I, the difference between just an idea and faith is an idea often doesn't change your life, but faith always changes the way you live. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that, that uh, I, whether you're a Christian or not a Christian, whether you believe in God or you don't believe in God, you can't prove or disprove your belief to somebody else. And so there's a level of trust that you're living your life out. And so everybody's having faith then. That actually is another reason why we should deal with this question, because if everybody's having faith, then how do we evaluate between the different views out there? And I would actually say there's probably a rational way, and then I would say an experiential way. Why don't you t- tell me the, the rational way, Bruce? Well, the rational way is just simply there are reasons that you can look at and objectively evaluate mm. both pro the mm-hmm. existence of God and con mm-hmm. the existence of God. And then your conclusion is which one bears the evidence out. Yeah, I think Richard Swinburne, um, he was a full professor at Oxford, right. talks about proofs for God, as we just said, are not really scientifically proving, but what he's getting at is that there actually are strong arguments, and what you need to do is sort of evaluate uh, you know, a strong argument for God and then an argument against God and actually see rationally which one's better or worse. That actually is a way that you can um, evaluate. Now, I would actually make the argument the way that mo- most people aren't fully rational, right. so, including myself, and so I would say that uh, experientially is another way to kind of deal with this question, how we know God exists. And what I mean by that is everybody has a way that we tackle reality. We have what we... we, we we live life as if there's right and wrong. We live life as if there's uh, human rights. We live life as if there's, uh, you know, um, we, we believe there's actually moral fact out there. And if that's true, and that's how I live my life, what view of God's existence or not God's existence actually explains that the best? And I would, I would argue that if you believe that you're just a bunch of neurochemistry, you just randomly evolved from nothing out of meaninglessness, and when you die, you go to nothing, and there's no real other than, you know, your, your carbon is now uh, fertilizer, you know, and so your life is meaningless at the end. It's really hard to actually have meaning, meaning in between. Right. Um, and, and I don't think that's, that, that doesn't explain for me my experience the better than actually that there actually is a God who has a moral universe, there is a right and right, wrong way to live and whatnot. And, and the only thing I would add to that, Michael, is this idea that there is some other reason out there by what they claim, what mm. people claim. And, mm-hmm. there, and you, you look at Hudson Smith's book on world religions, and in it he says there have only been two human beings that have lived such extraordinary lives that people not only ask who they are, mm-hmm. but also what they are. And so one of them is Buddha, and the other one is Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. And so when Buddha was asked the question, are you God? Are you God? He said, no, absolutely not. Hmm. So he never claimed to be God himself. And ultimately, Buddha dies. Well, Jesus Christ was asked that question too. He's asked that question and he said, yes. Hmm. And not only is he God, I'm going to prove it to you. I'm going to die. And three days later, I'm going to raise from the dead. Hmm. And that exactly, there are 
hundreds of people who testified seeing him after he'd been pronounced yeah, dead. In history, right. In history. Right. And so that's another way to evaluate, like, it, did this actually happen? Did it not? Because if Jesus is God, and then and if he's act- that's actually true, then God exists, and that's another way to know the question. So, that's right. Great. Well, thanks for, thanks for working through these questions with me. No, thank you, Michael. It's fun. All right. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you still have questions that you would like to process or work through, please email us at lsq at redeemer.com. We'd love to work with you uh, through those questions. You can also join us anytime, any Sunday at our Sunday worship services. They meet at 10.30 a.m. at the corner of 64th Street in CPW, Central Park West, at the Ethical Culture Society. It's right over there. We'd love to see you there uh, if you can. You can also find us online at our YouTube channel to watch services there as well. But that's it for today's episode. We look forward to connecting with you again soon.